Welcome to the Run Job Review. I'm Scott Jennings, and today we're going to talk about the basics of workers' compensation, general liability, and bond calculations. Most contractors are required to carry general liability insurance, also called GL insurance. If you're a subcontractor, you carry it to your general. If you're a general contractor, you have to carry it as a condition in your contract to the actual owner. So everyone's pretty familiar with that actual cost. As far as how it's charged, most people aren't familiar with that. Usually when you get a general liability quote, you get it one of two ways. You can be quoted for general liability insurance either by the actual labor you're spending on the job, whatever that amount is you're spending on the job for labor, you pay a percentage of that labor as your premium. And the second way you can be charged for it is usually as a matter of sales. You bring in X million dollars a year, you're paying a certain percentage of that sales volume into the actual GL expense. Those are the two ways of paying GL insurance. Workers' compensation. The purpose of workers' compensation is to cover the wages and medical benefits of your employees if they become injured on the project. One of the biggest things that I found as I toured the country as far as misunderstandings of workers' compensation is how it's actually calculated. Most people when I go out on site and we talk about how to account for workers' compensation costs within their employees, they just assign a particular workers' comp code to a particular class. That's not correct. The right way of actually compensating for workers' compensation costs or insurance is to actually assign a workers' compensation rate to the actual activity being performed. So say you have a laborer on a project and the laborer is in your office actually sweeping up the floor. That would be one workers' compensation rate. If you take that same laborer, same class, and you put them up on the 30th floor of a building dangling from there, you know, you're going to pay a much higher workers' compensation rate. Or if he's 16 feet deep underground, laying sewer pipe. Again, a much different rate. Same class of worker, but different type of activity. Bond costs. On public projects, you're required to have a bond if you're a general contractor. If you're a subcontractor, sometimes you're required to carry them uh, to protect the actual general contractor on the project. But a lot of people don't understand the actual calculation of a bond. So there's two basic types of bonds that you're going to see in the construction world. One's called the performance and payment bond which is another subject all in itself, but basically that's just to cover your performance and the payment to your subcontractors. And the other one's called a labor and material bond. Anyway, the way that that's calculated is a step calculation. Most people don't know that. So depending on how large the project is, you pay a different rate per thousand dollars depending on how large the contract is. So in the case of, say, a one or two million dollar contract, there may only be a couple steps in the actual calculation where perhaps you're starting with paying a premium of seven dollars per thousand dollars of actual uh, contract value and that value will step down as the contract actually grows and of course if you're a, a financially stronger uh, contracting company you'll have a lower rate if you're a financially weaker company then you'll have a higher rate to pay but either way the point was is that this calculation is stepped based on the amount in your actual contract the second thing to know about bonds which a lot of people don't run into and a lot of people don't know is the fact that after 24 months usually you're paying a an additional rate so if you have a job which lasts 6, 12, 24 months, there is no additional premium on the bond. But a lot of times, people who are going into jobs which are longer than 24 months, you're going to pay an additional premium every month beyond that, 24, beyond that 24th month. So the 25th, 26th, 28th, 38th month, usually paying about 1% of additional premium per month that you go beyond that threshold, which is normally 24 months. That's how a bond calculation works. Now for my story. My story is that I attended a lot of these meetings with insurance agents and my recommendation is that if you have a chance to actually attend these meetings where you get to renew the GL policy or you get to talk about bond rates or you get to talk about workers' compensation and you get to 
attend a meeting with an insurance agent, although it may sound boring, very educational. So that, that would be my recommendation is go attend those meetings. The other thing I would say about my story is make sure you try to get it right as you go along. And by that I mean like the workers' compensation. Make sure you're calculating it right throughout the years you're doing estimating. Because at the end of the year, and every year, you come in and you get audited on all those things. And they go through your books and they calculate what you should have paid because really you've only paid an estimated premium. At the end of the year, they come in and scrub your books for all these things and if you overpaid or underpaid, someone's gonna pay the difference. It's gonna be you or it's gonna be them. Either you're gonna cut them a check or they're gonna cut you a check. And that's my story. Thanks for attending the Run Job Review. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.